الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. I would like to thank my beloved brothers after thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this invite and for dedicating their time this evening to speak about this tremendous topic. As the listeners have just heard the point that I would like to touch on this evening is related to the statement of the noble scholar, Sheikh Muhammad Bazmul, where he outlined some prevalent things that are contrary to a da'wah as salafiyyah. And from those things, as the Shaykh mentions, Laysa min minhaj al-Salaf, mu'amala akhta' ahl al-Sunnah ka mu'amala ahl al-Bid'a fa'inna kul ibn Adam akhta' is that it's not from the methodology of the Salaf to interact and to treat the mistakes of ahl al-Sunnah like the mistakes of the people of innovation because every child of Adam, they will make mistakes, they will make errors, they will make sins. This is tremendously important because we have to be able to identify a bona fide mistake and we have to be able to assess that mistake, assess the owner of that mistake, and then to deal with that mistake accordingly. Also, what is very disturbing about the phenomenon of this mistake becoming so well known, or yani, this characteristic that is not from the methodology of the self becoming so well known and attached to the methodology of the Salaf to the point that some individuals look at it as if this is a characteristic of one who is upon the way of the Salaf and this type of understanding is indicative of what it means to be Salafi is that it lends to the understanding that once a person makes a mistake, one, there is no toba for that person. And inshallah ta'ala will come back to this point. But it also gives the understanding that a Salafi will not make a mistake. That a Salafi will not make a mistake. And how can such a thing be possible? When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Kulumna adam khatta' wa khayru khatta'in at-tawabun. 
that all of the children of Adam, they make mistakes, they make sins. And the best of those who make mistakes, those who make sins, are those who they ask for forgiveness. Those who repent unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In order that we understand this issue, we go back to the author of these particular points who highlighted these things that he had witnessed that have become prevalent amongst the Salafis. So thus he pointed them out so that it is known that these characteristics, they are not in fact and in reality from the methodology of the Salafi. He mentions, he says, as Salafi yukhti, that a Salafi will make a mistake. كَمَا قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ As the Prophet صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ He said, كُلُوا مِنْ آلَمُ خَطَّاءُ وَخَيْرُ خَطَّائِينَ التَّوَّبُونَ As the Prophet صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ said, as the Messenger of Allah صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ He said, that all of the children of Adam, they make mistakes, they make sins, and the best of those who make mistakes and who make sins are those who they repent. Those who repent unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Shaykh Yuzan, Shaykh Muhammad Bazmul, Hadullah Ta'ala, is saying, وَإِنَّمَا مِنْهَجْ وَإِنَّمَا مِنْهَجُهُ وَطَرِيقَتُهُ أَلَّتِي يَسِيرُ عَلَيْهَا هُوَ مَا كَانَ عَلَيْهِ الرَّسُولُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَأَصْحَابُهُ That verily the methodology of the Salafi, that in which he is upon, it is and it, yani his way, it is that which coincides and it agrees with that which the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he was upon and that which his companions were upon. This is the origin of an individual. This is the way of an individual. Is that they're upon the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They're upon the way of the companions. This is their methodology. المنهج هو الذي يمثل الإسلام الصافي من البدع والمخالفات. He said, and this is the methodology that is illustrative of Islam, of the pure Islam that is pure from innovations and pure from deviations. Now, that an individual who this is their methodology, that they are upon the way of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that they are upon the way of the companions, radiallahu ta'ala, anhuma, or anhum, then this individual, this is the Salafi. Now, with that being the case, this individual, he may fall into error. He may make a mistake. But as long as his foundation is as mentioned, he is not dealt with like you would deal with an individual who their foundation is contrary to what the Prophet and their companions were upon in many affairs. Naam. The Shaykh he mentions, he says, And the difference between the mistake of a Salafi and a mistake of other than him. And here we'll see why what each mistake is not dealt with in the same manner. Right? Because there is a, there's a fundamental difference between the person upon the sunnah when they make a mistake and the person who is not upon the sunnah when they make a mistake. There is a fundamental difference. The Sheikh goes on to mention, he says, 
أن الخطأ السلفي ليس في منهجه العام وطريقته العام العامة نعم he says because the mistake of a salafi that it will not be in the generality of their methodology right nor will it be a mistake in the generality of their way of their method نعم it won't be in a way then he brings forth an example so for example so for example he does not put his intellect before the text نعم because this methodology of putting the intellect before the text then of course we know that this is from the methodology of the people of innovation is they put the intellect before the text now if the text does not agree with the intellect then they find a way to explain in a way or they find a way to get rid of it now this is indicative of people who are not upon the sunnah whereas the individual upon the sunnah they put the text before the intellect now so if such an individual were to fall into a mistake who puts the text before his intellect and another individual was to fall into a mistake but he puts his intellect before the text how could you deal with them both equally how can you treat them both the same now it is incumbent that we know and we understand the reality of what we are plagued with and what we are currently dealing with so that we could combat these things that individuals have erroneously spread to the people that they are hallmarks of salafia they are characteristics and traits of salafia so that we could explain to them and to explain to the masses that these traits and characteristics that they are not indicative of salafia they are not illustrative of salafia that they are not from the salafi methodology period because again when one treads upon this methodology they it, it is as if they are saying a salafi cannot make a mistake and if a salafi makes a mistake then that salafi is no longer salafi the net salafi is no longer salafi the salafi makes a mistake he does something that is contrary to the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and just merely and purely by doing that no longer salafi no longer salafi why oh they have mistakes in the minhaj no longer salafi why oh he has a, a aqida mistake here yeah subhanallah do we think that it is unfathomable it is impossible for salafi to be mistaken in a point of aqida or to be that it is unfathomable that a salafi will be mistaken in an affair related to the minhaj it is possible it is quite possible and the sheikh mentions why why is it quite possible because we are limited all of us in our knowledge not everyone knows everything there's some things that are known to us and some things that are we are ignorant of so the sheikh mentions he says that the khata of a salafi wa anna khatahu the mistake of a salafi natij fi ghalib min jahl min jahl min jahl shay la ya'lam it is 
when a Salafi makes a mistake, right, it is due to what? Generally, typically speaking, it is a result of their ignorance of that particular affair and them not knowing about it. Now, so they fall into error. They fall into making mistakes, but what? They didn't know. It was due to ignorance. So now a Salafi falls into a mistake out of ignorance. And instead of trying to remove the ignorance, then we drop him. We say he's not Salafi. We say, oh, he is a Hizbi. This is what we say. As if there's no coming back for him. As if it is impossible for him to make tawbah. As if he cannot repent unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is it. He made a mistake. That's it. Now he's done. Who will make it? That's it. He's dead. He's done. No, of course not. Whose methodology is this? That if someone falls into a bona fide error, it's over. There's no advice. The Prophet the religion is being sincere and giving advice. Okay, so there's no advice for the individual. There's no pointing out to the individual that they have fallen into error. There is no highlighting to the individual exactly what the error is. There is no patience being taken with the individual to show him that what he has done is an error. There is no removing of the mawani. There's no removing of the preventative factors, ignorance being one of them. So as to show the, ind yani, uh, yani, the individual that which he was ignorant of. No, just anatul, uh, automatically. We just, oh, he fell into bid'ah. That's it. He's mutadim. Is this the methodology of the Salafi? No, of course not. This is the methodology of the Haddadi. Now, so would it be fathomable that we should interact with each other like this? Would it be fathomable that an individual who truly is seeking the truth, truly wanting the truth, that they will interact with their brothers like this? Or is this an indication that perhaps something else may be going on right now? Perhaps, perhaps something else may be the motivating factor. Because as mentioned, if a brother bona fidely fell into a mistake, what we want to allot to him what we will want allotted to ourselves. Would we want to interact with him in the same manner that we would like ourselves to be interacted with? Huh? We would like people to point out our mistakes to us so that we have an opportunity to free ourselves from those mistakes and from those errors. Wouldn't we like that to be shown to us? Wouldn't we like individuals to give us a chance to be patient with us? Huh? Again, the door of Tawbah is open. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Man, man taba qabla an tasla'a shams min maghribiha taba Allah alayhi. Hadith al-Sahih, rawahu muslim, min hadith Abi Hurairah, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that whoever makes tawbah before the sun rises from its place of setting, then Allah will forgive them. Hadith collected by Muslim, narrated by Abu Huraira. So when an individual says that 
or when they act with an individual like, oh, you made a mistake, that's it, you're done. You're Hizbi now, once you get the label Hizbi, you're Hizbi forever. Are they, uh, do they believe the sun has risen from the West? Do they believe the sun has risen from its place of setting? There's no more Tawbah. There's no more Tawbah. They will say with their mouths, yes, there is Tawbah. But their actions say otherwise. An individual made a mistake. He could never come back from that mistake. That's it. He's done forever. That's it. Of course not. It's not the case. And a person may say, well, what do you, you know, where do you get this from? Have we not seen individuals who have fallen into error and without any consultation, without any advice, without anything, that's it. They're warned against. They're labeled and called his being. And that's it. They're done. There's no coming back. Ever. Never. Allah Musa'an. There was an individual who got into a Twitter exchange. And again, I want us to reflect. We're speaking about bona fide problems, not any accusations of problems, but bona fide issues, bona fide errors. There was an individual, and this is public, there was an individual who had made a very vile and despicable statement. It was requested of them if I had made a mistake, if there's any errors, anything of that nature, then please point it out to me. Point it out to me so I may rectify it. What needs to be rectified and repent, whatever requires that I repent from it. Do you know what the response of this ignoramus was? And I don't care who he's married to. He's still an ignoramus saying things like this. You know his response was, no, it's too late. The train has left the station. Yeah, subhanAllah. The train of what the train has left the station. So there's no tawbah. There's no rectification. It's not possible. It's it, it's over, it's done. It's over. Of course not. Did the sun rise from its place of setting? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, in Allah tawbah, tawbah til abd. The Prophet ﷺ, he said that the repentance of a slave is accepted as long as he does not the throttles of, of, of death, the gargling, when an individual is uh, very close to expire. Naam. That the tawbah is accepted until the soul reaches the collarbone and the person starts doing that noise. But this individual says the train has left the station and not a single individual, not a single individual from his cronies, not a single individual from his shillah pointing out to them the error, the gross error of that statement. But as we mentioned before, when the principles of a da'wah and salafiyah are not applied, then this results in disunity, this results in problems, this results in trials and tribulations. Naam? It results in trials and tribulations. Because at the end of the affair, and it's very unfortunate, but I want people to really look and to examine, there are many individuals who, because of agendas and because of 
political reasons and whatever the case may be, they have felt it necessary to launch a campaign against others, right? But they are incapable of pointing out exactly what are the issues, right? They're incapable. What is the issue? What is the exact mistake? They, they're incapable of pointing that out. The Shari, the person that has with them to share your, were able to point out their mistakes, their statements that coincide with the methodology and the aqidah of the Shia. We can point that out, put our finger on it. Likewise with the Meritazini, the Ash'ani, so on and so forth. We can point out this is where UHF said his agreement with these individuals. Now, we can point that out. It's clear. But now we live in a time where nothing has to be pointed out. It just has to be said. The person has issues, and that's it. And people run with that. But I want you to really reflect on this, and I want you to reflect on the danger of this methodology and the danger of this trend is because what? Is because have we forgot? Have we forgotten the fact that we are all going to have to stand in front of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala? Have we forgotten that we're all going to be held accountable for what we say? for what we do. Have we forgotten that? Have we forgotten that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, كُلْ Muslim, الْمُسْلِمْ حَرَامْ دَمُّهُ وَمَالُهُ That all of the Muslim upon the Muslim is haram. His blood, his wealth, and his honor, his reputation. If you speak about someone for the mere accusation that they've fallen into issues, they got issues. If you speak about someone, you infringe upon the honor of your Muslim brother, do you really believe you're not going to be questioned about that with your Lord, Azzawajal? Do you really feel secure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to question you? Why did you infringe upon the right that Allah has made sacred? Why did you infringe upon the rights that the Prophet has informed you and taught you is sacred? You infringe upon their rights without any regard and you think you're not going to be questioned? Now, when you stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're asked, why did you say such and such about so-and-so? Wouldn't you like to have a tangible answer? Wouldn't you like to have an answer? Because they have said, such and such details, so on and so forth, the mashayikh, when they deal with the refutations, don't they point out exactly what was the statement of error? If it was written in the book, on what page of that book was it written, written in what edition, so on and so forth, so that you can go right back to the, to, the, to, the, to the speech of the person who was in opposition and you can see exactly what that person said, what chapter, what page, so on and so forth. They don't play around when it comes to the honor of the Muslims because they understand that it's sacred. So why is it fashionable now to infringe upon anyone's honor for any reason? And then when you're questioned about it, uh, 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 well, the, uh, well, the brothers said, well, you know, the noble students said, oh, you know, so-and-so said, that's it. You want to go to your Lord with that? So-and-so said, such-and-such, and them said, the noble brothers, the noble students, they said, 
Is that sufficient? Is that all it takes to infringe upon a person's rights? Now, again, this is when there's no clear khata, there's no clear there is no clear mistake, there is no clear cut error as relates to his methodology or that relates to his creed. Not, nothing clear cut. Just because you're not, you're not allowed to accept that. As the as Sheikh Ahmed Bazmoudi mentioned, never accept a refutation or disparaging comment against a Salafi without proof and evidence. Never accept it, ever. Because the origin is that what? The origin is that if a Salafi falls into error, we need to know what is the error based upon the proofs and the evidences. And once that has been established, how do we deal with them? We deal with them in a manner that is appropriate. We do not deal with them like you would deal with the people of innovation. The ulama they mention, if a Salafi makes, an ex makes, makes a mistake, then you refute the mistake, but you maintain the honor of the Salafi, of your brother. You maintain his honor. But if a person of innovation, their, their foundation is innovation, if they make a mistake, then you refute them. And there's no, no, no mercy given unto them, for lack of a better term. Right? So you refute them. But even in that, you keep it based on the reputation. You don't get into his personal life and all this type of stuff. You keep it based upon the affairs of the dean. This is with the innovator. How is it possible that individuals now have tricked and duped the people into believing that uh, a tahdir is now equivalent to a tabdir? They say, no, we're not making tabdir. We're not saying that they're innovator. We're just warning you against them. So therefore, don't take knowledge from them. Don't sit with them. Don't be with them. Don't go to their masajid, uh, 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 to the end of it, right? Like the, like the ulama of the past used to say, don't sit with the innovator, don't learn from the innovator, don't eat with the innovator, so on and so forth. They'll apply the same type of instances, but they say, but we're not making tabdir, we're just warning you. Yeah, subhanAllah. So the warning against the Salafi looks like the the the, 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 the way in which you deal with the bid'i, and this is acceptable? No one questions it? Yeah, subhanAllah. My advice to everyone, is to never accept, never accept any warning against anyone, except that you have proofs and evidences. Never interact and deal with the person upon the sunnah as if they're a person of innovation. If you cannot put your finger on a clear mistake from the aqidah and the minhaj, then be quiet, don't say anything. Be quiet, don't say anything. Don't take a stance. It's not binding upon you, especially if you can't speak about it in depth and detail. Don't be quiet. Don't say anything. And remember that when it comes to the issue of declaring a person to be an innovator, 
then this is something that is restricted to who? To the ulama. It is not for the students of knowledge, and it is not, definitely not, for those who are not students of knowledge. It is for the ulama, and only for the ulama. These are just some highlighting points, given the time that I wanted to mention on this particular issue. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala,